Welcome to Word of God Broadcast with Pastor Opie Swells from Multitudes Church in Laurenburg, North Carolina. Our prayer is that your heart would be like moistened soil, ready to receive the seed from God's Holy Word. Now, today's message. took my place, laid inside my tomb of sin. You were buried for three days, but then you walked right out again. And now death has no sting, and life has no end. For I have been transformed by the blood of me 
been taking place in this church about this time for the for the past three weeks since the beginning of the year. So what I want to do, I want to show you what God's been doing. Like I said, this has not entered my heart, my mind until this morning. And so Derek's going to help us all out and we're going to we're going to take a, a quick a uh, glimpse and a recap, and we're going to look at this screen right here. And I want you to look, beginning with week one, we talked about the order that Jesus put in motion. Those of you that remember that, say amen. The loaves and the fishes, amen. And the little boy that was a part of that, which showed us Jesus can use and will use anybody. So he established order first, week one week one, and what happened was give Jesus you is was kind of the theme. Give Jesus you. You remember what's left in your lunchbox? Is there still a, a crumb in there? Is there still a goodie that you can justify? Is that still in there? When... You give Jesus you when the little boy gave his lunch, when he emptied his lunch box completely. Five loaves, two fish. What happened next? Miracles happened. So the Lord put an order in place. The gift, the emptying, sitting the people down, blessing it, distributing it to the uh, disciples and them, uh, giving it to the people, and then gathering the 12 baskets. That was the order all the way through. And a miracle took place when the order was in place, is what we said, and it never stopped. The miracle started through the process at the end. That's the way God brings about miracles even today is when people are prepared spiritually and they're ready to receive them. The next week, we talk about the anointing. And the, the anointing is when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you. You remember we used Samson as that? And the anointing was to, or the theme was doing. First week was giving myself to Jesus. Now, the second weekend of this year was actually doing something. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Luke chapter uh, 4, because He has anointed me to not fold my arms, put my hands in my pocket, and stay at the house. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, 
and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That was week two. The Spirit of the Lord comes upon us. You see it all the time. You are a part of it in this church. You are a part of it on Wednesday nights, whether you're in a, a student classroom, a children's classroom, a study, during praise and worship, during prayer, the Spirit of the Lord comes on. And what that means is you can do things or God uses you to do things that you normally couldn't do within your own power or will or strength or ability. When the Spirit of the Lord, and just, just to go to it real quick, is when the anointing's there, uh, it breaks the yoke of the bondage. And you remember that part. So we want the anointing of God to come on us so that we can do those things the Lord has left us here to do. And then last week we talked about uh, the, the fact that people just need silver. They don't need silver and gold, rather. They just need Jesus. Just give people Jesus. Now, I want you to look at week three last week and look back up at week one. Can everybody see the screen? Look at it good. Week one was when you give Jesus you. But last week, we talked about the importance is look at what happens when you just give people Jesus. Give Jesus you and then give people Jesus. First week, what happened? Miracle. What happened last week? Miracle. Not complicated. We're talking about a basic IQ test right now. It's not so hairy and theological that I don't understand it because I don't know how to read all of the Bible. doesn't matter about that. You give Jesus all of you, Mr. or Mrs. Lunchbox, Every bit of you, even the things you think is okay, give that to Jesus. Watch the miracle that he does in your midst. And then, when you meet everybody around you, you give them that Jesus. And then watch what happens. You remember, not only did a miracle happen with the lame man, but what else took place, church? All of the people ran to Solomon's porch. Do y'all remember that part? So look, we're talking about a major thing here, folks. We're talking about not only a miracle in a man's life, in a person's life, we're talking about a miracle of zero social media advertising. It's all miracle advertising, and the people just come. When you just give people Jesus, don't give them church, don't give them your opinion, don't give them what you think. God forbid, don't give them what you heard on the news or anywhere else. It ain't going to do them a bit of good, and every one of you can prove me right on that. Yes, you can. So, that's taking us to today. Remember that. Remember that all throughout today. Give people Jesus. After you've given yourself to Jesus, all of yourself, even the okay part of yourself, and in the meantime, just do what the Lord has sent you here to do under the anointing of His power. Now, I want to go 
and see what it looks like when we are under the anointing, doing all these things that the Lord has sent us here to do. So I want you to look quickly, if you will, at Romans chapter 8. And we're going to look at verses 7 through 10. Now remember, we're, we're talking about the middle week here. A lot of you are very talented. If you're very talented, say amen. Some of you said amen because you understand that. Some of you don't want to say it because you think you people think you're bragging. And usually I would mean it in a, well, you just said you're bragging, but I don't mean it that way today. I can tell you you're very talented. You know why? Everybody, look at me right now. Because you were made in the image of God. We just saw some whacked up stuff yesterday. Don't know what country it was. Uh, it's the first, it's the first kind of a womb factory where they can, um, what is it, 36 or 360? It's like, it's like artificial womb. They got set up, a man and woman, and doesn't have to carry the baby, and it can be birthed. It's like a brooder house out here where Maria would know if she was. It's like, it's like a place where uh, chickens, eggs, that whole process would start. And so people are playing God. And it's, it's just not right, folks. It's like the people that are doing the things to manipulate the weather right now and all the other things. And I know I ain't getting into all of it. But I just want to tell you that that's why I know the Lord's coming back because man is trying to play too much God. Any playing of God is wrong. Why are they telling you, well, if you don't want to be a boy this week, you can do something about it. If you don't want to be a girl this week, if you don't want to be what God made you. Everybody say this with me. I was made in the image of God, Jehovah God. So when I say everybody here and everybody listening, we got a lot of talented people here, I want you to say amen. 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 Give God a hand for making you in his image. Hallelujah. So, you're very talented. God's left you here to do something, but I want you to know this, church. You need to do everything that you're going to do, large or small, seen or unseen. You need to do it under the anointing of the Lord. So what does this kind of spirit life look like? Verse 7 of Acts chapter 8. Read along with me today. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Stop. This is why we want to do everything with the Spirit of the Lord upon us. Because if you are just merely in your flesh, people do it all the time. They do it teaching. They do it preaching. They do it singing. They do it playing an instrument. They're doing it trying to be a witness or trying to be uh, benevolent hands to help people out. They do it in their flesh. 
It's dead on arrival, DOA. It doesn't get anywhere. It's flat. It's boring. It's blah. Shut up so we can move on type of thing. I wanted to get your attention, so that's why I, I want you to understand exactly what I'm saying today. So, verse 8 again says, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Everybody following me so far? We're going somewhere, and we've got to get there quick. This is why I want you on board quick, sooner than later. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. When Nathan was real little, my family, maybe some of you hate when I call you out, but this is giving him props. When you would say a statement like that or do something, I'm still using these words and he won't say them today because he's a grown man, but boom, shaka, waka. All right? So, don't go home and tell somebody, I'm reading a weird Bible translation. I'm going to say that phrase at the end of that scripture again for a reason, not to be funny. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Boom, shaka, waka. Why did I do that silly little thing just then? Because I want the sheep in this pasture to understand we don't have any more time to play doing the best I can Christian. We're made in the image of God. We can have the anointing of God on our lives to do great and mighty things that we know not of. And if we are doing it in the flesh, anything, even giving somebody wise counsel, so we think, we don't belong to him. Do you understand that? He is none of his. And verse 10 says, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life. Say that with me. Spirit is life. I want everybody living when you, when you leave today. If the Spirit is life, it's because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit. So the anointing, this is what God wants to do in every person's life. The anointing wants to quicken, the spirit wants to quicken your mortal bodies. Not your immortal when you die and go to heaven. Your mortal right now living, sitting in this church body. The Spirit wants to quicken that because He dwells in you, all right? So, this is all about the Spirit of life because I'll tell you, I've been in ministry, some of you can say it, 
as good as I can now. Over 30 years. But I will tell you, I was joking about this yesterday because you used to do this until you got on up in age. How old are you? I'm 56, but I'll be 57 my birthday. You know, you used to do that when you were 12, going on 13. Kind of almost did it when you were 15, going on 16. Then you quit it. When you got 39, you sure quit. 39, but I'll be 40. You, you quit all that. And so, I've spent more of my life, even though I've been in ministry that long, I have spent more of my life with my body not being the spirit of life than I have with my body being used and maneuvered and operated under and with the spirit of life. I know it's taking a minute, but hold on. We're on our way. So what does it look like? And this is where we're going to kind of pick up steam. So you need to, you need to watch and you need to listen, all right? Because we're going to Matthew 25 to see what is this flesh, this two person that's always doing, this person that's anointed, this person that's actually, they're dead, but it's the, the spirit of life that's always working, this anointed person. What does it look like? And I can tell you verbatim without giving you an opinion today exactly what it looks like about right now with prophecy all over us being fulfilled. All right, so go to Matthew 25, and we are going to start, I believe, Derek, I think I'm starting at verse 34, at a parable that Jesus is giving, Matthew 24, 25, that's all talking about... Uh, Signs and what the the uh, the rapture is going to look like, and it's also talking about what tribulation and when the Lord comes back, what it's going to look like. So there's a lot of information in these two chapters right here, and right in the middle, toward the latter part of Matthew 25, Jesus is making uh, or giving a parable, uh, and he's using himself uh, in place of the king, but he's talking about it. He's talking about a king, but he's talking about himself, all right? Now, he says in verse 34, Then shall the king say to them on his right hand, all right? Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Now, here it goes. Here's your first clue before I just pull the whole curtain back in a minute. This is your first scripture clue on what the spirit of life looks like in a believer. For I was a hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick. And ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? Or when saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when? 
Saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee. And the king, the king, shall answer and say unto them, Verily, I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Now, so we want to start. This is what Jesus tells the disciples and those that are gathered. He's saying, this is the people. These are the people, rather, that I'm going to tell, come in. you got to follow me now because I'm moving quick. These people are the ones I'm saying, when I rapture them, come on in. Here is something that I've had and the Father we've had prepared for you since the foundation of the world. He just didn't do it when you got saved and you emptied your lunchbox out. He knew before you were born you were going to do it because the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. So he started working on your stuff a long time ago. And so he's saying to all of them and to all of us right now, look, this is the people and these are the things that these people are doing when I catch them. Harpazio is the Greek word. That's where our word rapture comes from. That when I catch them and I bring them home to be married to me at the marriage supper and then I reward them. I, I, in fact, I'm actually going to wait on. My, I'm going to serve my servants that serve me on the earth when I get them here, this thing, these things I've prepared and given and made since the foundation, I'm going to reveal it. I'm going to hand it over to you. And I'm also, also going to serve you myself. This is what Jesus is saying. I'm already happy. So, let's go through the list real quick. Hungry means what you think it means. Hungry means to be hungry or to suffer want. And I think the little boy at the um, gathering that day, Jesus said, I was hungry. I think Jesus was part of that crowd. And that little boy came up, gave everything. And Jesus said, I was hungry and you fed me. And then... He says, I was thirsty, and that word thirsty means a little more than you might think. Of course, it means drinking or wanting something to drink, but it also means those things by which the soul is refreshed. And you'll see why I'm giving you every bit of this in just a minute. The things by which the soul is refreshed, supported, and strengthened. Stranger is kind of not just a stranger on the highway, but when Jesus said, I was a stranger and you took me in, he's also meaning that it's, it's maybe uh, new or unheard of. One who receives and entertains another one, another person hospitably. It doesn't mean that you take some, a stranger in that's going to, kill you and your household necessarily. But he just means 
you are hospitable to someone. He said, in fact, we've entertained angels unaware. Jesus said, I was a stranger. I was a loner. I was nobody. I was new. And you came along and you took me in. But he also said I was naked. And that word means without clothing or unclad. But it kind of also means a, a needy person or someone that's homeless. Jesus said I was naked. And guess what? You did something about it. And then he said, I was also sick. That does mean sick, to be weak, to be feeble, to be without strength or powerless. And Jesus said, I was that way so many times. Did you catch that little line I just put in there? I was that way so many times, and you did something about it. And he also said, I was in prison, and that's the place where captives are kept, and it's a prison. But it's not just a prison that you would think that's downtown at the uh, detention center. You can be in a prison in your own home. You can be in a prison at work. You can be in a prison on your... Um, well, you can be in a prison in a relationship. I'm trying to be led by the Spirit while I'm telling you this. You can be in an emotional prison. Jesus said, I was in a prison so many times, and you came in, and you did something about it. And Jesus said it kind of like this. When you did it to them, you did it to him. See, Jesus is not physically in bodily form down here right now walking like he was 2,000 years ago with the disciples. But he is here. And so, when you've done it to somebody that you don't think is worthy. Let, let me kind of show you what this looks like on the screen. All right? I, I want to tell you this. It kind of looks like this right here. Jesus is at the center of what we do. But Jesus also said, the people that I'm bringing in, the people that I'm going to reward that I'm marrying one day are the people that fed hungry people. They did an act of kindness. The car in front of them, or the car behind them, they bought their meal and left a card with the attendant at the window and said, just give this to the person behind me as I pay for the meal. Jesus said, I was also thirsty and Maybe it's not somebody necessarily in your day that needs a cup of water, but you got to remember the definition of what he was saying. It, it means when you, you refresh somebody, maybe somebody that's down, or you strengthen, or you just support them in what they're doing. 
Jesus said, so many times I was, I was thirsty. I was, but you came along. And he said, another time you just felt need to just start after the 22nd of January realizing that I was sick. And that means you do visit, you did visit me, but in today's day and age, so many times people were sick, physically sick, they were emotionally sick, but you know what you did? You called them. You sent them a text. Maybe you went and checked on them physically, but you did that because it's that spirit of life in you doing it through you. You see what I'm talking about, church? But the Lord also said there was one time that you didn't want to do it because you thought the person would be offended or get mad at you. But I, the spirit of life inside of you said, we got to do this right now. I was sick. I was thirsty. I was hungry. But I was also, I was naked. I was without. We didn't have groceries. Yeah, that's a feeding of one kind of way, but there's a need. My light bill was short. Nobody knew about it, but you found out about it some kind of way, and you took care of my light bill. Jesus said, so many times you took care of me on this earth, and you didn't know it. And then he said, there was another time you felt the need to, you know, one of the things that I, I, I've known people to say over the years, many, you know, not just one or two people, you know, who, who is that? In church, or who is that? Well, you know, I, I, I got a rule of thumb. When you go in a store and there's something you want, now this is Holy Ghost right now. This is not entered my mind till I'm opening my mouth and it's coming out. I'm just not speaking in an unknown tongue right now, so listen to me. You know, when you go in a store and there's something you really want, but there's not a price tag on it. You want that item so bad, especially if there's the only one there. You know what you do? You go and you find you an attendant. Don't you? You do because you want it. When somebody comes in this church from now on, that's Jesus. They're a stranger. Do something. Take them in. Say, look, my name's Johnny on the spot. And I just, I'm glad you came to Multitudes today. Thank you for coming. You know somebody at work or in your family? Take your situation out of the church. Be Jesus. Let the spirit of life live in you. To have friends, you must show yourself friendly. All right. So it's like if people were in heaven... And they start reminiscing, and they just kind of go down the list. Hey, man, wasn't you hungry that time? And you say, I was. I was. Oh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was hungry. But you came in. Then they go to somebody else. And they say, hey, wasn't you wasn't you thirsty? Didn't you need lifting up one day? I was, Derek. Uh, 
Didn't you need lifting up one day? I was in a situation where I needed lifting up, but you came along. Hey, wasn't you out without groceries one day? Yeah, I was. I was without groceries one day. But then those people at Multitudes Church, I'm about to go so old school, some of you are going to have to ask for a definition in a minute. I was, but the church took up a pounding for me. Somebody tell people about that after what that means. I was, but multitudes hooked me up. I was lonely. I was thirsty. I was hungry. We were homeless, but you came along and let Jesus work through you, that spirit of life, and I've never been the same. In fact, I'm in heaven right now because of you. That's the spirit of life, and that's you from this point on, and that's me. Okay. So, these six acts of kindness, we're, gonna, we, we're giving them a name. All right? This name is called the six-pack attack. All right? Everybody see that? The six-pack attack means this. I've given you most of the definitions. From now on, you got one a day. One a day. The spirit of life is ready to move on you, through you. Might not mean you're pulling money out of your pocket every day. Most of this can be done without money involved. In fact, if you do what I just did a while ago about the, the, the store pricing thing, let that person... Hey, listen to me. If you let the Spirit lead you, you won't make the mistake that I've made many times. But from now on, we're going to hit the people of Scotland County with this six-pack attack right here. And the six-pack attack is every day you're going to say, God, lead me to feed somebody some kind of way. Lord, help me to lift or support. And God will lay the people on your heart. The whole obedience thing is the trick. I'll go back to that in a minute. But it might be somebody that everybody in here, I know, I know for a fact, I've had this conversation with at least three people. We need to gut our closets and our dresser drawers so bad it ain't even funny. I'm talking no good stuff with tags on it, church. A lot of people can, can just use great stuff, but it's being led by the Spirit. Also, it's not just, I was in prison, yeah, not locked up, but I was, I felt so alone. And so God's laying these people on your heart. There's new people's God laying on your heart. Nobody ever needs to come into multitudes without at least 50 people. We almost want to walk a fine, thin line of turning people off from coming because so many people talk to them every week. All of you that's been coming here a long time, that don't do anything for you. But a person that's searching for somebody to love them and just be real, and a real church that loves God, they would, they would fill this place up so many times you, you don't even have 
a, a way of processing that. So the Lord wants to do all of these things. Start laying people on your heart that you can text, you can pray for. At the end of the day, the ushers are going to make sure you get one of these online. If you want one right now, I'm going to give you a digital version, version right this minute. Uh, I'm still struggling with my tooth being gone. I can't preach with it yet. And y'all are so far away, only about four people are looking to see if they can see my tooth missing right now. And I just love them to not care anyway. So I stumble a lot. But I want you to know I'm not stumbling right now. You're going to get an act of kindness card. We've got hundreds of these. You can do this. You're going to get at least one. You can get more. And the ushers are going to make sure you're served today. They're going to get these upstairs. And this is your reminder every day, all right? Every day, God lay it on my heart. I want to do something. You might miss a day. You might miss two days. But say, God, I'm, I'm, I might miss. But I don't want to. I don't want to leave nobody off of my list, off of God's list for me. It was 12, a digital version, I'm sorry. Multitudeschurch.com forward slash six pack. And you'll have one right now. You can download it, you can print it, whatever you want to do, or it can just be on your phone if you don't have this when you're at work. As a reminder, if you're praying on your lunch break, put that, your hand on that and say, God, bless my church family that is doing this today. God, let the Spirit of the Lord come on my brothers and sisters as they do this. It was 12 years ago this month. 12 years ago this month, I stood up here on a screen leading of the Lord, and just God, just like right now, of what looked like a roof, a Pepsi, and a hot dog, and saying, I don't know what we're going to do, but God wants this church to start doing what we do inside, outside. It was a little thing we called LOL, or live on, 12 years ago, live on location was born. That year, we went out seven times in this community. I believe this year is the year 12 is a great number from God. And I believe that as we do this six times, there's going to be seven times when we're going to come together at least as a church. We're going to make the seventh time throughout the year. We're going to feed people. We're going to go out visiting people. We're going to go out and we're going to uh, help people that might need uh, clothing or just prayer. Do you see what I'm saying, church? This is the spirit of life. These are the people doing these things that Jesus is saying, come on in. I've got to be in that number because, look, the option to not do that is not so good. So I want to do it. How many other people want to be a part of that? Say amen. amen. How many people know that God's really longing to do this? He didn't talk about church uh, uh, attendance going four weeks in a row he didn't say anything but these six things out of all the things he didn't talk about giving a bunch of money or serving in every other area of the church and being a chaotic person like me he said this so God did that in this past week we're in the fasting God reminded me yesterday no this morning he reminded me this morning of what has happened since Sunday.
I'm not going into detail right now. It may come out later if it be the Lord's will. Maybe four, four or six people might know what I'm referring to. But since Sunday, three times, God has confirmed for me what he's about to do in this church. Last Sunday night, God proved to me that if you don't say no and you will obey God when you don't even think it's worthwhile, God can blow your mind in a matter of no time. He can do something you can't even imagine him doing. That happened to me last Sunday night. All glory to God. Over a half of million people just out of one act of obedience. That's all I will say about it because it's not for today. Thursday, I go to prayer. Five, five of us brethren praying. Pastor John Walker, at the end of prayer, just kind of casually said when we were talking, he said, God has shown me. He pastors beyond the veil, assembly of God, just right up uh, 401 toward Wagram. Great brother in the Lord, love him to death. But he, just, he said, the Lord has just showed me this year that 2023 is, is the year of progress for beyond the veil. He, and he said that with all humility. I said, brother, that's two of us God has said that to. I've already told it to our church. And if you remember, do you remember I said that a week or two ago? And then this morning, Hey, stand up for this part, please. This morning, since about was the third thing, I woke up at 3 o'clock. I never went back to sleep. But I had a dream. And I know, oh, a dream. No, I'm telling you, I had a dream. I had a dream. It was as real. I can still see it in my head as me putting my hands on this, this podium. But the dream was, and I, 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 was, I was telling Angie, I said, I, I, don't, I know you'll be upstairs, but I, I, I want to tell you. I said, the dream was, I was sitting in what now I believe was like a gymnasium possibly our gym, and I was sitting at the table with, there was, there was quite a few of people, quite a few people around me, but right here on my right was Eric and Nikki. I don't remember who that was. And then John and Jaleel was kind of over to the side. Now, at the end of the service, we're praying because all our students, they're going on a trip. I pray the Holy Ghost falls in a way, man, nobody don't even see it coming. And we want to pray for them. But they were sitting there, and about that time, Jenna come in behind, uh, and I, I, now I'm not trying to be funny here. This is what happened. Before she came in, when I was kind of talking to Eric and Nikki, prior to that, I was kind of joking because I, I had made up two nicknames for Jaleel and John. I, I, I've tried to remember them since then. Ask God to reveal them to me. The Lord said, man, I ain't doing that. But what happened next? When Jenna come in, so I said, we were kind of, I was kind of joking with them. I said, Jenna, 
What do you do? I said, call John and Jaleel this name right here. And as she walked around, I looked to my left. I'm not lying about this. God is my witness. But just imagine the bleachers. If I'm sitting at a table on my left, imagine the bleachers. It, it, it looked like it was 100 feet long. Three, three tall and, and young people, students, all the way down. Three long rows, hundreds if not thousands. I was, I was, and I looked at this three long rows right there, and then to my right of the table or whatever we were sitting at, it was like two as long as I could see, and they were kind of sitting there, and we were talking because we were getting ready to pray because they uh, were about to go on this trip, I believe. And I just thought, God, I'm glad I'm not a new pastor anymore. But after, after that happened, and I woke up, I could not go back to sleep. And then God spoke to me in my spirit and said, and reminded me of the three things that's taken place in my life this week, not making any of them up. I've got, in fact, on two of those things, I've just got proof. Of two of those things. And so. I want to close in prayer today. Because I'm just telling you people. That the Lord. The king. Is about to call the bride. I want him so bad. Finding me. And these beautiful people. That I'm a part of. Doing what he left. Me and you. Here to do. We proved it 12 years ago that we can do something so much bigger than us. And God showed me three times this week he can blow our minds again if we will just give people Jesus and give people all of ourselves and do it in the spirit. God will do it again. God will do it. Before we end our broadcast today, I just want to ask you a simple question. Do you know Jesus Christ? Not do you go to church, not do you have a cross in your home, but do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, meaning that you realize you were born into a world of sin and you are a sinner, and you violated the law of God and you've stored up wrath, and for that, you feel bad and so bad that you've asked him to forgive you and you've changed your way of living to reflect following Christ. If you haven't done that, that's exactly what this entire broadcast is about. It's not about a bunch of people or a bunch of money or attending our church, but it's asking you this question, are you ready to meet the Lord face to face and give an account for your life. If you have not done that, or you're not sure, we need to pray right now. And the prayer doesn't have to be a lengthy prayer or an intelligent prayer, but it has to be a prayer of faith from your heart. And you have to pray. You can pray in your own words, but you must realize during the course of your prayer that without the forgiveness of God Almighty, that there is no way you'll have peace with God now or for all eternity. So I want to pray for you. God, I pray for every person listening right now. 
Lord, that they would understand that it's not your will for any to perish, but for all to have everlasting life. And I'm asking you, oh God, to help my friends right now that may be praying to know that you are waiting. You stand at the door. You said in Revelation 3, you stand at the door and knock. You're waiting on us, Lord. And help them to know, Lord, when they call on you, that they can be saved and they will be saved when they pray from their heart and they make up their mind that they're going to follow you. Friend, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, you are now a child of the Most High God. Not only do you have an advocate, not only do you have a friend right now that sticks closer than a brother, but you've got the hope of heaven one day. And for that, I am so glad. If you prayed that prayer today, why don't you just take just a moment, if you don't mind, and uh, reach out to us at multitudeschurch.com forward slash uh, saved, S-A-V-E-D. Or you can send us a text that just says saved to 910-400-1199. That's the word saved to 910-411199. Listen, we'd like to help you out on your journey. And there's no strings attached. We just want you to know we're trying to finish our course and fulfill the Great Commission. And you're part of that. So let us pray for you. And if you have any kind of prayer request, why don't you uh, share that with us? Uh, We will not reach back out to you and ask you for anything. uh, But you're welcome to email us and let us know what your prayer need is right now. And that's just a simple email uh, to prayer at multitudeschurch.com. Thank you again for being a part of our broadcast, and we look forward to seeing you in heaven one day for all eternity. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church or to watch entire services, please visit us online at multitudeschurch.com. You can also find us on most social media platforms.